and welcome everybody to the Lunacy Podcast. My name is Tony. I'm here with Dave, David, and Connor. Dave Stevens, David Sterling, Connor Ennis. I am Tony Kirpananzi. It is officially, guys, the kickoff to the World Cup. Uh, World Cup 2022 just kicked off today. We'll talk about that. Great matchup between uh, was it Ecuador and yep. Qatar, uh, which uh, we'll talk about that in a little bit. Uh, Two of us are in Minnesota. Two of the other two of us are in uh, Florida. The Daves are in Florida today. Well, David lives down there, but Dave decided to go to Orlando uh, to meet his friend Marshall uh, yep. and uh, stay in a plush uh, studio apartment in downtown Orlando and uh, hang out in the uh, sort of warmer weather. <laughs> yeah. I mean, it's all relative, I mean, Tony. Right? I mean, it's it's yeah. it's cold for it's definitely cold for. Um, Florida and Orlando specifically here. It's 50. I did, we just checked before that we started. It's 56 degrees here, which is significantly below normal temperatures for this time of year. And I think you're, you'd probably be closer to mid 70s, I would think, this time of year. Maybe uh, upper, upper, upper 70s. Yeah. Yeah. So, but of course, like I said, it's all relative. I, you guys know, but I spent last night at TCF Bank Stadium yesterday yeah. afternoon yesterday afternoon tailgating yesterday yesterday evening during the game minnesota iowa always a fun game to be at a great atmosphere but it was i think by the time the game finished it was 11 degrees with sustained 15 to 20 mile an hour winds so you had single digit you know windshield temperatures so that's why i said it's relative 56 honestly getting off the plane walking outside it feels tropical honestly so well, I mean, complaining. you could handle the 11 degrees, Dave. You, you handled the two degrees at... Uh, <laughs> exactly. Field, so. Well, I kept telling everybody, you know, and granted, everybody I was with was prepared and dressed and layered up. But I mean, I'm, I kept telling everyone, well, this isn't the coldest game of the year I've attended, attended outside. So yeah. this is nothing. You're ready for it, Dave. You're, you're prepared. Exactly. Yeah. The World Cup qualifier back in that yeah. was February, early, early February. I think. Yeah. What was it, Connor? Like minus two by the end of the game? Something it was like minus was, two. Yeah, yeah, I think. Yeah. Yeah. Any 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 type of game you go to where your beer potentially freezes while you're trying to drink it, I don't just want to be there. I don't want to be there. Only in Minnesota. Yeah, yeah. and we had that problem there. like because I think I got tap beers during the World Cup qualifier at when it was that cold out, and it was uh, yeah, you, you could they were slush, you know, halfway yeah. through it, it was slush. So, all right. So, so Dave's yeah. in Florida. David's in Florida. There's Marshall. Marshall's. Just saying hi to the podcast. Saying hi. Yeah, Marshall's a big fan of the pod, so yeah, maybe you can jump on later. Although I don't have the audio sorted out because that's only coming yeah. through my headphones at the moment. So, um, so guys, uh, we had originally planned on doing a podcast every two weeks in the off season, but with the World Cup, I figured why not just do it weekly while the World Cup's going on because it's a big event. People want to hear from us during the World Cup because we got this World Cup uh, bracket challenge going on that Connor has graciously put together. Uh, by hand, Connor. How many people do we have in this challenge? We had sixteen people in this challenge. Six, some, some en- 16. sixteen entries. Yep, sixteen entries in this challenge. Now, a fourth of those entries are from us four here, so there's a good chance that one of us will actually get the beer. I wouldn't say that. Nah, I don't think so. <laughs> you know, our That's good chance. I'm not feeling confident anymore. I don't know. After the first day, I'm not uh, one game in one day of the World Cup. I'm already not feeling confident. Oh, because you picked Qatar, you picked Qatar to win Group A, didn't you? That was Tony. Yeah. That was Tony. Oh, further, I did. We'll get into it, but yeah. further. We'll get into it. Uh, the biggest thing that I saw, well, I didn't see it because I, I can't see him, but uh, our friend Johnny uh, sent me a message and said he did not pick Germany to win it. Oh. 
No, he didn't. Yeah, play we him. actually he... picked the same same team. Yeah, so uh, I'm I'm shocked that he didn't pick Germany because well, Germany's his team and you know, whatever. But uh, I had a problem because I didn't see Italy on the list. I couldn't find Italy anywhere. They weren't available. Which totally hey, you know sucks. maybe maybe uh, the next cycle in 2026 when I 48 teams are are, are well, <laughs> make the finals. That's, yeah, <laughs> exactly. We might right. make it. They might yeah, get. They might. They might. Well. Maybe. And then we as can long as they, see them because they're here. Exactly. As long as they don't play North Macedonia again, yeah. uh, I will be fine. But uh, no, when they're here, yeah, they'll be they'll probably be here, and I'll be going to some games. So it'll be fun. But uh, Connor, out of those 16, what was like the top pick for the championship? So we had five different teams out of the 16 mm. that uh, won the whole thing. The most was Argentina at five. Mm. Five people mm-hmm. picked Argentina. Four wow. people picked Brazil. Uh, three picked England. Two picked France. And one picked Portugal. Mm. No. So no. I mean, are the England picks serious? I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> Well, no, I'm guessing. England, but yeah. I'm guessing I know one of those picks. I, I, I was gonna say, yeah. yeah. I think uh, there's a guy on another podcast who picked uh, England to win it all. Oh Pretty yeah, sure that. that makes sense. So, well, yeah. In all um, seriousness, I, th- I, you know, I think 16, including ourselves, is pretty nice little turnout for you know our podcast. We're not focused on international soccer for the most part. We touch on it, but we don't mm-hmm. focus heavy on it. So yeah, why not? Let's have some fun with this. Yeah. Um, yeah. So it's gonna be a good time. We're gonna we're gonna. Hopefully during this uh, these next couple of weeks on our podcast, we'll be able to talk about, uh, especially when the, the group stage is done, see who's kind of leading the charge and the bracket challenge and see where we're at points and stuff. And uh, yeah, it'll be interesting to kind of walk it through. Um, guys, before we talk about the beers we're drinking tonight, I just want to mention, I, I saw a, a thing from Untap or a, it was an article from, I don't know where it was from, but it talked about Untap, the most, uh, what'd you call it? Uh, not the most logged on beer or the most uh, tag, the most tagged beer. Sorry. Okay. On Untap from each state in the United States. And because we have two of us in Minnesota and two of us in Florida, we'll start with Minnesota first. What do you guys think was the top tag beer from Minnesota on Untapped? This, this last year top i'll go oh, i'd say i'll just go uh a surly beer furious correct dave's correct surly furious oh. is the top tag go. beer on untapped um and uh what do you guys think the top tagged uh, florida beer was is it the one that dave has right now Jaila? it is the one dave is drinking i was gonna say so on the podcast spoiler but actually works out perfectly then and it's one that david's had before as well i knew that because so, so, Mar- marshall ended up picking it up for me so so dave what are you drinking tonight i am drinking a beer from cigar city brewing in it's actually in tampa so regionally it's it's cl- well reasonably close i could get in my car and drive there um eventually what is it from orlando to tampa dave you've made that drive i say hour 40 minutes maybe oh so that's not i was i was saying it was even further than that but anyways yeah cigar city brewing which is in tampa david as you know but i have not so it's cool for me and i'm I'm glad it kind of worked into tony you're wanting to bring up that point from untap but uh so yeah it is obviously a popular beer i think marshall was telling me that he, he he's found it all over the place you know even before he came to florida i think tony you said you've seen it in Minnesota, but, uh, we at Brick and Bourbon has it on tap. 
Oh, Brick and Bourbon has it on tap. Well, yeah. this, it just yeah. happened. It just so happens that this is my first time having trying this beer, the High Alai from Cigar City Brewing. It's their India Pale Ale. I think it's more or less one of their flagships. This High Alai um, Pale Ale. I think yep. they have a few of them, uh, a few different varieties of that High Alai, but this is their kind of straight India Pale Ale. I think it comes in at. Um, I've just had a few sips of it for the first time here, and it, yeah, it comes in at seven and a half percent. So it's not. Uh, not Pretty too strong, but it's, it's hardly weak. I've used 65. And yeah, as far as and I can see why it's popular, it's just, it's a very, I mean, when you think India pale ale, it's just got that smoothness, citrusy notes. Yeah. There's nothing to complain about here. And so I definitely get why it's popular, but yeah, I'm glad I had a chance to try the most tagged beer and untapped uh, while I was here. And thanks to Marshall for picking up for me. So on relatively no. short notice, I kind of told him, oh, by the way, I'm doing a podcast. I'm not going to have time to, can you pick me up a uh, craft beer from the area? So, so yeah, thank yeah. you, Marshall. That's well, cool. I'm, I'm going to Tampa in January. So I'm, uh, my, my sister-in-law lives down in, uh, in Tampa now. So we're going to head down and visit. So I'll nice. have to go check that out. Nice. It's a nice brewery. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. I mean, in, in the, in the limited time prep time that I've had tonight, I jumped on the website at least. And, uh, yeah, it does look like it's a really cool brewery, cool experience. So I think they got, they have a tap room downtown. It looks like too, a couple different tap rooms. So. Yep. Great, Dave. Nice, uh, pickup. I didn't even know you were going to drink that beer before I talked, want to talk about this whole untapped That's thing. So very nice. Nice, very nice. nice coincidence. Nice. nice coincidence. Uh, David, what are you drinking from the land of Florida tonight? So I went uh, with a seltzer, actually. Uh, so I'm using Fort Myers Brewing Company. I haven't actually, I was looking back, I don't think I've had them on since almost a year ago. Uh, they're the one that's just a few minutes from our house. I'm doing the seltzer because they actually um, just swept the U.S. Open of hard seltzer. Um, competition that's uh, held every year. Um, they got three gold medals and two bronze and were named the uh, Seltzer Brewer of the Year um, on the Grand National Champion Award as well. And I am drinking their Cherry Limeade, which happened to get a gold medal. It's probably my favorite. Um, I mean, there's not much to say about it. It's 5 ABV. Um, they don't have any carbs or sugars. Uh, there's no artificial sweeteners, anything in it. So it's very, uh, very, very tasty. I, I think all of them, even the ones that I don't like, are really good. They taste exactly as what they should. Um, they don't, like, like I said, there's no artificial sweeteners in it. So they're not like super sweet or anything. Um, and uh, yeah, they, they just taste really good. Even if, now the thing is, is, up in the Midwest, I don't think seltzers are really that big of a thing anymore. Um, but down here, it's, it's just so hot all the time that seltzers are huge, huge. So, um, yeah, they, they have a huge line of them and, uh, they took, took five awards on them and this one's fantastic. So thought I'd do it. Yeah. Good. I, I mean, I, I don't drink a lot of seltzers, but I mean, I, I love drinking sparkling water, um, at least for the last few years four or five years and yeah it always kind of i always nap i always kind of find myself going towards flavors like that like the cherry limeades mm -hmm. for flavored water so that'd be good yeah i mean if you're out in a grocery store i know that they sell this stuff around the state so if you see it i recommend it um even just to try it nice all right 
well, we'll get to Minnesota now, the the cold part of the country. Uh, Connor, what are you drinking tonight? Uh, well, we may be in Minnesota, but it's the World Cup, Tony. So I'm nice. going with the World Beer. Um, tonight, I still had I I discovered I still had one of those beers that one of our listeners Blake uh, gave to us from Brazil. Oh shit! Nice. Oh, speaking of which, Tony, do you still have some for me? Oh, I still have your two. Yeah, you're good. Okay, to great. Uh, it's from I think I'm pronouncing this correctly, Muira Muira, uh, Brewing, and it's a Pilsner. Uh, only 4.5%, so it's uh, very, very light. Um, but it tastes, you know, it's a, it's a regular, pil- it's a regular Pilsner. It's from Manaus, uh, which, which had that giant stadium during the World Cup uh, a few years ago. Um, but it's a, it's a good beer, you know, as you guys know, as I'm, I'm not, I don't really venture outside of my IPA uh, comfort zone. But uh, this one's, I, I tend to go for Pilsners every now and then. Uh, but yeah, it's, I mean... There's not really much to to say about it other than it's a it's a good pilsner here, and it's a very big bottle. It's a uh, 500 yeah. milliliters. Those bottles are huge. You'll have to send me the milliliter. spelling of that spelling of that one when we're done here, Connor, so yeah. I can put that on the on the uh, tweet. Yeah, maybe uh, maybe if or when Brazil, however however you predicted the bracket, if or when Brazil wins the World Cup, I could uh, crack my Brazil. Uh, beers mm-hmm. that Blake was nice enough to bring back for us, and uh, yeah, yeah. we'll have to get together and I'll try them. Yeah, get it up, man. So we have Brazilian beers, we have Florida beers, and I'm going to be the only one with the Minnesota beer. And I didn't even get like a craft beer because of the World Cup. Because we're going to talk about here in a little bit, I am drinking one of my favorites, the Grain Belt Premium. You know, brewed right here in New Ulm, Minnesota. You know, you can't get much more Minnesotan than that. Everybody knows what Grain Belt Premium is. In this I state, have to explain it. Or I shouldn't yeah, say I shouldn't this state, in the state of Minnesota. The state of Minnesota. But uh, yeah, it's, uh, it's American lager. What else can you say? It's one of the original yeah. craft beers, technically, right? Can you say that? Well, yeah. Well, or maybe I not. Say maybe. maybe no. I would think so. Yeah. yeah something like that. So uh, yeah, I've got some great beers tonight, guys. And because I brought up the, the beers because of the untapped thing. But let's get into the World Cup. Because this past week, um, we knew there were going to be problems in Qatar with the World Cup being there. There's already there was already a lot of, you know, how do they get the winning bid? Was it? There's actually Netflix has a series about the the World Cup right now. It just came out like in the last I'm, two days. I've watched two of those episodes already. I think it's two or three yeah. or four. There's at least three or four uh, episodes in the miniseries. I've watched the first two. Yeah, and. Uh, so money, 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 whatever. Mm-hmm. We knew Qatar was going to be have issues with certain things that the World Cup's all about. And that is drinking, A, in stadiums, which Qatar said they would allow Budweiser to sell beer in their stadium. Two days, well, it was actually three days ago, Qatar came out and said, uh, nope, sorry. Don't want to have you sell beers in the stadium. Now, Budweiser already put up uh, red tents in all these damn stadiums for Budweiser sales, right? I guess like a couple of weeks ago, they were told to move those tents to more um, off the beaten path locations in the stadium due to traffic problems with people hmm. walking in the stadium. Hmm. So Budweiser already kind of knew that things were kind of 
a little fishy. Then all of a sudden, Qatar says, no, fuck it. No beer in the stadium. So Budweiser or Anheuser-Busch has to then redo all this stuff, turn them into blue tents for their Budweiser zero alcohol uh, beer, take all the beer that they're going to sell there and move it into a warehouse somewhere. I don't know what the fuck they're doing with it. You can still drink beer in certain spots at the World Cup during festivities and kind of fan things, but you can't drink at the stadiums. So that was a big, big rug pull. You it's can't a big drink close to the stadiums either, can you? I think they said no, you can't, you drink can't directly outside no. them. No, it's it's a total thing, and and it, it just begs a. I mean, you just kind of it, the way this is all kind of unfolded. It just sure sure seems like you know Qatar knew what they were doing, and they yeah. knew they probably knew that if they made this announcement a hundred days ago or three hundred days ago, you know, or six years ago, twelve years ago then may, they, they probably would have been worried about the, uh, the, 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 you know, the tourists or the travelers coming into Qatar to watch the world cup, honestly. No, yeah, for sure. And again, it, this is, it's Qatar. So they have their own ways of doing things. FIFA knew that they got in the bed with these guys. That's that. There's also been some instances of kind of uh, media not being allowed to take pictures or do live feeds from certain areas in Qatar, even though Qatar said, hey, we're cool with you coming out and, you know, doing live video and doing your, nope, there's been instances where they've been told to shut it down. Uh, uh, Army members with guns drawn have told media members from England to stop taping. They're going to destroy their cameras. Uh, We saw, who was it? Was it Grant? Was it Grant Wall? Uh, yeah, I think, you, the guy I think you're right. Yeah, I know where you're going. Took a picture, took a picture of the of the slogan at the media center for the World Cup, and was told to delete his photo because he took a picture. Now, good lord, this is the World Cup. Yep. This is media like everywhere. Right. I, I I just don't. I mean, I I understand it, but again. FIFA's got to look at this and be like, holy shit, what a black eye for us already in, in coming to Qatar. Not to mention uh, the, the fact that they're not really cool with women going to games and LB, uh, LBGTQ stuff. Um, you know, this is just kind of a mess. And I think people are glossing over a lot of this because it's the World Cup, right? It's it's it, it's the biggest soccer event every four years, and people are glossing over this. Well, it's the first World Cup in uh, in uh, the Middle East, right? So let's you know let's right. let's cheer for that. No, it, it, there's the, the the I I don't even you know I the term you, the term you'd use for that it'd be like sport washing, sports sport washing, washing. right? Yeah, is essentially and, what uh, they're doing. But I mean the FIFA kind of they made their own bet. They made their bet on this twelve years ago when mm-hmm. they. With mm-hmm. as we're seeing in this Netflix documentary, I mean, we kind of knew at the time something was shady, but this is that documentary does a good job of exposing kind of what was actually going on. But it is pretty wild. They but they did it to themselves. So, but yeah, it's 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 two. You can look at it two ways, and you know, okay, fine. Is it? It's the first World Cup in a Middle East country. I mean, I guess that's is that progress, you know? But then look at what's gone into the last twelve years. 
you know, the condition, the workers' conditions, building those stadiums in such a short time, and then obviously what we're dealing with here today. Just well, it's to 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 top it all off, guys. The icing on the cake was the uh, FIFA. Was the president of FIFA? Uh, what's his nuts? Uh, I can't uh, do his name. Gianni Infantino. Infantino, that's the one. Infantino, who was Italian. Yeah. By the way, if you didn't know. Comes out and does a press conference and spends an hour talking about how the Western media is bashing Qatar for this and we shouldn't be bashing Qatar for all this stuff because racism, blah, 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 happened in our countries for thousands of years and we're still working on it. It takes time. And it's like, dude, I get you have to sit up there and kind of put on a happy face for this, but don't make it seem like what Western media is telling us is totally false well you this know and he, going on. he doesn't have to put on a happy face oh, yeah, <laughs> right now i i think it, i think it's a cop-out because the the world cup has started i mean he should be able to say whatever the hell he wants and he should be saying what he needs to say i think if yeah. he's if he's you know hiding behind whatever that's that's a problem um i mean if you know i suppose Cutter could go and you know block access to everything, every single match, or like shut the entire thing down. But maybe that needs to happen. Honestly, I mean, maybe this World Cup shouldn't be happening. No, this World Cup shouldn't be happening. Plain and simple, it shouldn't. I mean, um, I'm not watching any games except for U.S., Germany, and Switzerland games. That's it. I, I'm not gonna add to the uh, add to the ratings because. I mean, and even I still feel guilty about watching any games, period. Um, I mean, this World Cup should not be happening, really. Oh, literally, it shouldn't. I mean, yeah. just the, bl- the blatant corruption that went into, you know, the, you know, Qatar being awarded the World Cup was one thing. And it, 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 it yeah, it, it, it is tough. It is really tough because I, I've, I've been basically, um, you know, on a, just from a, never mind what you think of the World Cup and like, just from a U.S. standpoint, I've been waiting eight years for, for tomorrow. You know, I've been waiting eight years, basically, you know, for the U.S. to be in a World Cup game, and here it is. So it's it's very, it's, you know, conflicting, you know, to both sides. And it, it, it feels so different, being the fact that, just the fact that the World Cup is in, is starting here on November, you know, 20th. You know, it just has just right, such yeah. a different feel to it. Yeah, it's yeah. a weird, it's, a, it's, a, it's just a weird deal. And I know, like, Fox, you know, you, I turned the game on this morning, you know, and watch it. It's still, you know, they, they, you, you if you, if you, if you were living inside a, a closet, you wouldn't, they kind of the way they, they, they put it on is you wouldn't necessarily even know it was November. You wouldn't even necessarily know. I mean, unless you mm-hmm. watch the, you know, the opening ceremonies, I guess, if you want to call it that, but you know, they put on their usual, it, it's got the same look and feel to it as any other world cup over the last yeah, 15, which, 20 years. So which it will, which, yeah. which it will. I mean, that's just Back the way it works. works. You know, yeah. I mean, it, it's, yeah. This is uh this is uh, the World Cup and uh, as much as there's bad press about it, we'll move on and play the games. We'll have a champion in a couple of weeks, and then there'll be a lot of talk afterwards about how well, shit hit the fan and we shouldn't have done this and we shouldn't have done that. And you well, know, that's, that's the fact you is say that Tony, because um, you know it's a really big slap in the face here. Is that only? After making that decision 12 years ago, only what a week or two ago, did mm-hmm. Sepp Blatter finally say, Oh, it might have been a mistake to host <laughs> right, the World yeah. Cup in, in Qatar? Yeah. Just like, well, oh, it was, about 12 I mean, years I, too late there, bud. I, yeah. kinda, 
I kind of like like what David said, like whether this maybe this World Cup shouldn't happen, but the fact is it is. And so they've already, you know, the controversy, the talking points, I mean, that that people have spent the last 12 years talking about it. The fact is it is happening. It's happening right now. And, you know, people have talked about this for years leading up to this yeah. World Cup and they'll talk about it afterwards. And, it, you know, that's what drives me crazy the most is the same people that are right now sitting in Qatar and, and, and you know, analyzing everything were the same people who were saying this should never have happened. This should never have happened. This should never have happened. And here they are, you know, speaking out of the other side of their mouth, basically. I mean, it, because they they're getting paid for it. They're getting their money and that's what they want, but it, it makes it looks, it, it's very hard to support. I mean, it's hard to support the game period, but it's hard to support these networks that for the last, you know, how many ever years they've been saying this and now they're still doing it. I mean, it's, they're still following through with it. And Dave, did you, you didn't watch the game, so I won't, but I, but I did one and Tony or Connor, maybe you did, but I did notice one thing that was kind of, you couldn't miss it during the coverage of the game. And I only watched the first half to be fair. I watched the second half, but from my tablet at the airport, but watching the first half, it was really, it, it looked so odd. And the fact that they, they, you know, they, show the crowd they you know roll over the crowd you know with you know whatever camera angles and you'd see certain Qatari fan sections be just nothing but men like in a whole that's section awesome. just that's men, talking just about men it. but then but then but no then you'd see like uh you know the Ecuadorian fan section I think was behind one of the goals and it was you know it was men and women it was a, a total mix but it was just yeah. kind of it was surreal kind of seeing that well it was that's what I was talking about Dave good thing you brought that up because that's what I was mentioning was that you'd you'd see the fan groups for Qatar or Qatar? I don't know how you pronounce I say Qatar, it. But, but I say Qatar. Qatar, Qatar. But uh, you'd see those fan groups. It's all dudes, all guys. And I saw a rumor that they were actually paying people to be fans for their team. That <laughs> they were putting money in to be paid to, to to kind of show that hey, we got a fan group. And you're watching this game and you're going, they don't even look like they're even into the game. They're all wearing the, the same. Shirt. I was going to say, they're all wearing the same wearing shirt. The it same just looks shirt, so yeah. generic. Which, yeah. Which yeah. some handler probably handed out to him like 15 minutes before the game. Here's your shirt. Here's your shirt. Here's your shirt. Go there. And when the camera's on, you cheer. And it was like, they didn't have any like, like cheering, like, hey, did that? Nope. That was just all. They were, they're just clapping. You want to know what's funny though? I did see one cheer by them and it looked like they were doing the skull chants. From, really? <laughs> uh, from Minnesota, they were holding their hands up and clapping, just like the school school chant. Uh, so I thought that was kind of funny and ironic. But um, you know what's uh, what I noticed about the second half uh, after, right after halftime, actually, is that when you looked up at the stands after the first half, you saw that a lot of people had left and they never came back into the into the stands. They just couldn't. I don't know if they couldn't get behind it or if they were just bored or whatever. But um. Yeah. They got well, their money and left. They got their money yeah, and left. It, I mean, if if you if you watch the game, it, you you it, you hardly you're at a World Cup. I mean, maybe you don't want to leave early, but yeah, you can't blame them because it wasn't much of a game. I mean, it was completely one sided. Although Qatar did have a couple significant chances that they, they that they uh, failed to score. And, and getting back to soccer specifically, we almost had our fastest goal. I believe in a opening opening cup world or world cup game period, certainly an opening game. 
opening game uh, for sure because it was in the within the first two minutes but then i guess we they have some new technology that they're going to use it's like automated offsides and so yeah watching it real time it just looked good but uh yeah they use this automated offsides where they're using multiple multiple different cameras that are looking at different people at the same time and then it then the this problem with it is though it it wasn't until i think 10 five or 10 minutes later they showed the kind of the computerized angle right. that they look to make the call and it was unlike i think uh, john strong no for that like, yeah somebody somebody made uh, one of the commentators that whether john strong um, or not but made the comment that uh, it it would never you would never see that be called off sides no. other other than without the use of that technology now he did say bottom line was the call was correct it just you wouldn't have seen it before Technically, it was correct, yes, but uh, if you, I mean, there's no need for that kind of technology in the game. I mean, VAR is already going far enough, and yeah. so when you're do, when you're putting all this AI into offsides, that when you just that's when you're just nitpicking the game and you're taking some of the fun out of it. So I, I feel don't, like yeah, the way in the same yeah. way that England kind of ruined it or has ruined it. I don't know if they've gotten better, but like in the Premier League, it's it seems like a joke sometimes. But. Right. Yeah. So. We get a victory out of Ecuador beats Qatar 2-0, guys, in the first game. <laughs> Just for one more little I'm, – I'm sure everybody listened to – you guys probably saw it. There was – it was I – w- I wasn't taking it too seriously, but I did take note of it leading up to this game on Twitter. It's the only place I saw it. There was, there was conspiracy theories that Qatar was going to bribe with millions and millions and millions of dollars, bribe Ecuadorian players to lose. And I, but so- I couldn't get that out of my head. Like when I was making my predictions, when I was thinking about, it, I couldn't get that out of my head. Um, you know, that's, as a factor. I mean, that I when the first goal from Ecuador was disallowed, I thought, thought that mm. might have been a possibility because I mean nobody would have called that offsides, like you said, Dave. Uh, so I, I'm looking at the replay, and again, I didn't like you said, I didn't see it and see the actual technology until like ten minutes later. Uh, but um, I'm looking at it, and I'm like, there's no offsides in here. That's not calling offsides so i'm like they're they just disallowed a goal for qatar's favor yeah and the other the other thing yeah the other thing about that particular play because it was a huge play and i was thinking the same thing and but the the fact that the goalkeeper came out of off his line came out that 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 kind of led to the eventual offsides because it didn't look offsides as you're watching it right yeah Anyways, guys, first first game but kind of, of a first blah blah it, i mean the game was yeah. completely one-sided it, it, ecuador won and it, i i was happy to see ecuador score because i felt like they deserved they actually scored a pk uh to, to take a one nil lead first um, ever time first time the first goal of the world cup has ever been scored off a of pk by the way really hmm. yep um and you want to know um enter valencia was the was the ecuadorian player who scored the two goals today and uh, you want to know what's another ironic thing about the World Cup is that he was given the Man of the Match trophy, and it was an Anheuser-Busch well, sponsor trophy. <laughs> well, he did have a brace. He, he certainly, yeah, he certainly oh, he deserved, deserved it for sure. Yeah, Man of Match. But the, if you I saw the trophy. It was just it was a huge, like almost hourglass-looking thing, probably about uh, about two or three feet tall or something like that, and. Yeah. Uh, it was. Uh, I mean, I was just like, "Oh, Anheuser! It's an Anheuser Busch or Budweiser thing," and I was just like, that's, we are, "That's a little out of place." I think. And we aren't going to spend forty-five minutes talking about this game, but the one other thing I do need to throw out is I thought it was funny. It only took twenty minutes into the World Cup, 
and we had a uh, Minnesota United shout out. So specifically yeah. referencing Minnesota United, uh, because of course, I shouldn't say of course, but I didn't even know that he would be starting, but Romario Abaro was starting for Ecuador. So, right. and, and they mentioned it on the broadcast, former Minnesota United. Yeah, they did. When yeah, he was subbed off, they, they mentioned Minnesota. Uh, Even sooner. It was during gameplay. It was before it was like 20 minutes into the game. I think it was when I first heard it. Not that I was sitting there waiting for that, but it was fun to hear. It seems, it seems so long ago that he was on this team, but he's only 26 years old. Yeah. Yeah, was it 18 to 20? It was 18 to 2018 yeah. to 20, a couple of years. So I think he was still on with us in 2020. I could be wrong about that. Maybe 2019. No, he was part of the year he was he was on loan in 2020 uh mm-hmm. so he was still on our technically on our payroll but mm-hmm. he he wasn't on the team yeah so that's right he went to pachuca that's right yeah so yeah guys it was good to, to see the first match of the world cup uh tomorrow of course we've got england versus our england <laughs> u.s versus wales which is gonna that's be what we've matchup. all been waiting for or at least some of us yep. um let's talk guys about our bracket challenge because we kind of you know this is our big thing right now uh let's just say first of all let's start by saying uh our four teams in the the final four let's let's start by saying that so we're on the horn your four teams in the final four and then your champion okay okay all let's right start with that so connor why don't you start first my final four argentina brazil france and portugal I think, although that happened uh, before Kareem Benzema got injured. So, and being fair, I, I didn't change any of my bracket. Um, but uh, yeah, those are my final four. And then my champion's Argentina. Because I think yeah. Lionel, I think Lionel Messi is going to yeah. get it in his last year. Mm-hmm. Uh, uh, so I'm going to, I'm going to, yeah, I'll, I'll go next. But yeah, I just, I want to, you know, blame Connor for not having the lockdown be like at, I don't know. 9 a.m. Central Time Sunday, the 20th of November. You know, just because yeah. I, I saw that news. Af- I saw that news, at, and I think the news was published after about Kareem Benzema after our deadline. It was, yeah. And I was, I think Tony, you mentioned that there was two. I'll just start backwards working in. I I was one of. The, I think you mentioned two people picked France to win the World Cup. Uh, right. yes, yeah. Or Connor, I'm sorry. I, I was one of those two, so I picked France to win the World Cup, and. Uh, and I know that's kind of unlikely too, because I know that a team hasn't won back-to-back World Cups uh, since what the '60s or ever. Uh, Long it was time. The '60s, yeah, I think. Yeah, yeah. It's been a while, but yeah. I I did it anyways. I picked France as the winner. I probably would have changed that if I knew about Green Benzema earlier. But it's done. It's in stone. So my final, my semi-finalists are Argentina, Spain. Sorry, uh, sorry, Blake, but Argentina, Spain. France and Germany. So I, and believe me, I, it's funny. I, I, I think I, I submitted my initial bracket like uh, a week, at least a week ago now. And I'm literally, I, I think I was on it every night changing things. And, and so, cause I'm pretty sure I had Brazil in my final. I had Brazil in my semifinals. I, and then I just kept flip-flopping the, and yeah, I think I had, I was flip-flopping between Argentina and Brazil, you know, making it to the final. And then I just decided, you know what? I'm going with Spain because they're super boring. And I think they can do it. So yeah, Argentina, Spain, France, and Germany. So I'm not, but like I said, I think you could tell earlier, I'm not too confident about my picks anymore. 
Um, definitely not too, definitely not confident. And I like the Argentina pick. That might have been the pick that I would have made had I known the news. So, but let's go. So uh, my final four was Argentina and Brazil, uh, France and Spain, and my champion was uh, well is Brazil. Uh, I mean Brazil beating France. I mean well now that uh, Benzema's out, uh, I don't. Would you have changed it that much, though, with him being out, that France wouldn't make it that far? I mean, I might have, uh, I might have done maybe one level lower. That's the same thing for me. I think I still would have considered France in the final. I just think that news would have been enough for me not to pick them, because I, I, I couldn't. That, that was the one thing, and I think I hinted about it a couple of weeks ago during our last podcast. I just, for some reason, I just couldn't get off of France, and just looking at the bracket, the way I picked it. Maybe we can talk about the groups later, but the way I picked it, I just couldn't get off of France making it to the final. So, David, how about you? I've got Argentina, Brazil, France, Belgium, and uh, France winning um, against Argentina. Um, you know, this Benzema talk, I think he has a crazy. I mean, France won without him four years That's ago. That's true. Mm-hmm. And think about the, I mean, listen to the squad of forwards. Griezmann, Giroud, Dembele, Mbappe, Mouani. It's an all-star. This is a stacked squad. This is stacked. Benzema is not going to be an issue for them. Um, I I do think, yeah, France France is going to win, be one of the first teams in decades to to do back-to-back. I don't think it's a, I don't think it's a, even a challenge for them, quite honestly. Interesting. So two two of the people, the only two people that picked France to win are on this podcast out of the sixteen brackets that were filled out. So, yep. yeah. and we have that we have the same final, David, Argentina and France. So, but we do have differences in in our final four. So certainly uh, it won't be tied. Yeah, you know, I thought Belgium. So I've got Belgium and Portugal in the quarters, and I thought that was going to be that was a very challenging decision for me. Um, I, I think that's going to be. If that's how it works out, that's going to be a fantastic matchup. I really do. It is. Yeah. Well, let's, guys, let's go off of this. Let's talk about the group we're all, we all want to talk about. And that is group uh, B. That is our group, the Team USA, uh, with England, USA, Wales, and Iran. Uh, guys, where did you have USA placing in that group? David, I'll start with you. Um, I, I have them going second. Okay. Uh, Dave. Yeah, me as well. I think I did probably the populist pick, uh, with USA in second. I did. Um, I think, I think I I would be surprised if other people who had USA in second didn't go with England in first and Wales in third, Iran in fourth. Now I'm, it could go many different ways, but that's the way I'm predicting it. I mean, USA in 2010 won the group. So, I mean, that, that, that could happen. So, yeah, or, you know, it, I mean, I feel like it, don't you guys kind of feel like it's almost a coin flip to, for the USA to get out of the group? That's how I feel. I, I think that, um, yeah, I think England, US and Wales could all mm-hmm. win that group. Right. Could all finish second. I, I, I think it's interesting. I think it was Bearhalter said, um, uh, that whale he he's not taking Wales lightly because it's basically a Premier League team, which is true. But right. 
think about the U.S. squad. I mean, on paper, these guys are in the Premier League. They're in the Bundesliga. I mean, this is not – on paper, the U.S. is actually a really strong team. It's The question mark is Berhalter. Um, yeah. I, on, I really think it is. So I, I think I, the run-up to the World Cup, I mean, the, their, la- their last window – you know, of, of team organized team activities did not go well. They didn't have good it games. Didn't know. But I mean, the, the, the roster isn't what it's going to be on tomorrow against Wales. It, you know, the starting 11 yeah. is going to be on paper significantly improved tomorrow. Right. But yeah, they didn't look good finishing up things. And obviously they had questions, big questions the U.S. did, you know, of scoring goals. They still have a question mark at, at, at their number nine. I mean, yep. they don't. There's, I don't think I, we we could go around the horn. We probably had all come up with who should be starting at at the nine tomorrow. But yeah, so that there is questions around the U.S. But you got to like their uh, midfield a lot. Yeah. So. Uh, I had USA in second place in that group two. Connor, do you have the same thing? Yeah, but I flip flopped between. I did too. Uh, I USA and Wales a lot. Um, yeah. I I think I had Wales second up until a couple of days before the deadline, and then I switched okay. it. I'm just being a homer. I, I never had USA not qualifying. I mean, I was never going to do that in, when we're having fun predicting a bracket. I was always going to have the USA advancing out of the group, whether it happens or not. But I was flip-flopping between first or second, certainly. So we only picked USA to be second place. Did you guys pick them making it out of the round of 16? I did. No, I have really? you. I have USA beating the Netherlands, which is tough because Netherlands is one of my other teams that I like a lot in, in you know, in international <clears throat> soccer. It's my, cause I've made, I don't know, over the years, I've probably made 25 trips to the Netherlands, maybe more, probably more, even if you're not counting just layovers, I've worked there so much. And so they're one of my favorite teams, And but I have USA beating the Netherlands. And then again, I think that's more of a homer pick, but yeah, so I had USA reaching the quarterfinals and losing to Argentina. You know, I, David, it's it's not a bad pick. You know, I was telling Johnny, Johnny was telling me that he didn't have him leaving the group. And I and I said, you know, look, it, it is a bit homer, but I I said, I think the US on paper is a team that could surprise a team like Netherlands. Um, I mean, that's a that's a challenging. I waffled a bit myself. I was like, well, I'm I'm not gonna be homer, I'm gonna let Netherlands win. But I I'm not I wouldn't not be in any way shocked if they could pull it off i wouldn't i think they could i think they could too i mean I, my biggest thing is look I, know, I think when when i made that pick sorry tony around but i just I'll throw this in when i made that pick i kind of thought about the game in 2014 in the round of 16 versus belgium and how tim howard stood on his head literally yeah. you know and i mean it, it it wasn't looking likely but then all of a sudden I mean, they had a chance to bring that game to PKs and it just didn't happen. But I mean, that and that was a totally different team. But it just, you I was know, say no Tim Howard this time. This time we have Ethan Horvath. So, yeah. And in 20, 2002, you know, they, they, they made it to the quarterfinals and faced Germany. So it's not, it's not like it's unprecedented in the last 20 years. Right. That the, you'd see the USA, you know, advancing. So, and you could argue that this is the most talented team the USSA, USA has ever fielded, at least in our history. In the last 40 years. Yeah, so it's it's definitely a golden age. It's young. Yeah, I mean the 26 very young. is gonna be the big one. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah I agree with on that. the home turf. 26 is gonna be fantastic, hopefully. Uh if they make it. 
Let's just hope they don't squander it like they may. And actually, Marshall brought up a good point <laughs> earlier tonight when we were talking. He was talking about the fact that they haven't actually confirmed that the USA, Canada, Mexico would all be, you know, as host countries would automatically begin given birth to to the 2026 World Cup. It's true. So could, could be qualifying well, necessary. But the thing is, though, if the U.S. with this squad doesn't win the group, like I mean, win the the win Concacaf in, in 2026, there's something severely wrong. I mean, mm-hmm. it, I uh, and again, this is being homerish, but I think this team in 2026 could make a significant run just based on their talent. Yeah, mm-hmm. I absolutely agree with that. And, the, and like playing you on your home turf the, is, is yeah. going to help. Like you said, David, though, the, the weak link is Burhalter. Um, it is, yeah. So it's, uh, I don't think he has what it takes to take this team to the next level. I personally hope Jesse Marsh gets the call. Um, but I'm, will he leave? Would he leave that? I mean, he is becoming like this icon I mean, he's the Ted Lasso in like in real life. That is a good point. I mean, he's like a he's become a cultural icon as being this. I, he he does it well. I don't I don't know that he would leave. I don't know to keep to coach his home country. I think he might. I don't know. I think I'd, I'd oh, welcome him with open arms. Mm-hmm. Well, things, are, I mean, things will if things will play out here over the next few weeks, and we'll see what happens yeah. if that's even a conversation. Right. You guys are missing a key name in coaching circles for Team USA in four years. His name is Adrian Heath. I don't know. Oh, he's going to be available too. He'll be available. Yeah. He could. He, you know. Mm-hmm. Maybe we can yeah. coach him away from a country like. Uh, you think he's going to retire by twenty? You know, twenty twenty four. Let's say or what. <laughs> They might. Yeah, he's got a good gig here with Minnesota United. So. He does. He does. Ready for the U.S. to hear a lot of the phrase "flow of the game." Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yep. All right, guys. I think we've uh, pretty good on our our picks. Anything should we, we uh, get... should we go over like maybe just take a if we're looking at our brackets, just maybe going over our biggest upset in the group stages. I was gonna say I wanna. I definitely wanna hear you guys. Yes. I, well, let's talk about any big surprises coming out of your group stage. You know, any I, teams that you thought that that wouldn't be. So, Dave, you're very, very jumpy in this. So, go ahead, tell us what your okay. surprises. Now, I, and I just, I'm a little surprised because I'm, I'm sitting here looking at the odds of each team to, to to win their group, and I guess I picked one of the bigger upsets. Um, not not the biggest, but one of the bigger ones. I actually in group F, I picked. Canada to win the group, uh, overcoming, you know, winning the group over Belgium, Croatia, and Morocco. So, yeah, I can see that's clearly you, an upset. But hey, it's, you need to what, place a bet on that because you're insane. You're completely the, 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 insane. And so that's what I was looking at. And maybe I am because the odds of Canada winning the group are plus 1200. So if I bet 100 bucks, I'd win 12. So yeah. I, I'm not even confident to say. Canada even finishes the group. Period. Right. Right. No, I, I I get it. With with you're in a group with Belgium and Croatia and in in Morocco as well. I mean, I don't I mean, know. Yeah, I, Morocco's not a slouch. That's another one. I'm pretty sure in my first iteration of this bracket, I had Canada. I I don't think I had Canada any worse than third, but I'm pretty almost certain I had Canada third behind both Belgium and Croatia. And I was flip flopping, flip flopping. And I think my last flip flop was to put. Hey, eh, you know what? I'm going to take a chance. 
you know, I get, what's the fun of filling out a bracket if you're not going to pick an upset? So I, mm-hmm. I just put Canada in there and then have, and I was even considering Croatia ahead of Belgium. I went Canada, Belgium, one, two in that group. So but that, clearly why do you that's hate my Belgian people? What, what's, what's I, with the... I love, I love Belgium. And I, and I was, I picked, I think I picked them in 2018 to win the world cup as one of my bets. Um, I, I'm just, the reason I kind of slid Canada up and, and Belgium down, I mean, Canada getting out of the group is technically an upset is because Vegas has them finishing last in the group, but I just think, okay, Belgium talented team. They still have talented players, but they're getting up there in age. I mean, we're talking about golden age, golden age when we're, when we're talking about the USA and, you know, and maybe you could argue England, but I feel like Belgium is kind of on the downside of that. But but even in downside. Yeah, no, you're Mm -hmm. right. But you're right. But I think the biggest reason I picked Canada is just for to have fun. I, I love to. See, I would love. That's what I want to see. I would love to see USA and Canada both make it out. You know. Sure. Well, Mexico. You know, Mexico. Oh, make I'll, out too? I'll, I'll, I'll follow up to that. I don't know if that. I don't think that qualifies as an upset. But I have Mexico not advancing out of Group C. I have them finishing in third with Argentina and Poland. I don't think that's yeah, necessarily that's an upset. To yeah, me, it was. That's it, plausible. Yeah, I think, I mean, a lot of people, I, I to me, it was like the Poland-Mexico coin flip. And yeah. so I just, I put Poland ahead. Not that I'm rooting against any CONCACAF team, but I just, that's, I just had to make the call. Yeah, you know, I didn't do anything crazy. Um, you know, as I picked everything out and I came back and I looked at it, there's nothing of my picks that I think are are weird. I mean... I, I've, yeah, I, I think they all kind of make sense. Maybe I was a little bit harsh with Canada, but uh, finishing fourth. But I mean, that's uh, that's how that's the odds how, how they line up. So yeah, I I just think I, I felt kind of bad. Senegal is the only African country that I um, let get out of the out of the group stage. But you know, I I think. Cameroon maybe would have a chance, but Switzerland can. Switzerland makes runs. Um, they're always there. It feels like they're so, always there. Yeah, you no. know, it, I just felt like them. Yeah, I think my picks are all pretty. I don't know, pretty Cam- vanilla. Cameroon was my like surprise pick, right? So Cameroon coming out of that group, you're right, David. The Swiss, like, but the Swiss are always highly rated, and they fuck it up. Right, but I mean, when I say they're always there, yeah. I feel like I feel like Switzerland is always in the round of sixteen, like always, like, but, and yeah, maybe they're not. Like but it's to, like, in my mind, it feels like they're always there. But no, I, I think you're right, though, Dave. I think they usually do. They usually they sometimes make the quarter between them and somebody else. Yeah, for sure. But the Swiss are always like highly rated, and they fuck it up. They source they seriously fuck it up. So I think they're gonna fuck it up yeah. in the group stage, and Cameroon is gonna actually make it out of the stage and it, i i agree i think like i said i think that's a solid that's a solid guess i mean i of all the groups well i actually uh e japan japan mm-hmm. could i mean depending on how germany plays japan could make some noise they cost didn't they cause problems in 2018 or am i thinking of a different they uh, almost beat uh yeah. belgium in the round of 16 yeah um yeah yeah. The that that group is interesting. E, I mean, it's for me. I just couldn't get off Spain, Germany, but or, and that's the order I picked them, by the way. But you could go either yeah. way there. And I it, couldn't you know, get off of that. But to be H. fair, 
Well, to be fair, look at C. I mean, we kind of glossed over Mexico. To be fair, Mexico, Poland, that could be an interesting. Oh yeah. Oh, for sure. Yeah, well, I think that's a coin flip. flip. Yeah, yeah, it's definitely a coin flip. What either one of them? So that match will be a big one. Never mind the order, but in Group H, did either of you not have Portugal or Uruguay? No. No, I picked them. But, you know, it's so funny, Dave, is I also picked Canada getting out of the group. Uh, Not first, but second um, behind Belgium. I think uh, Canada is a dark horse of this tournament. Mm -hmm. And nobody knows exactly how how qualified they are because they're all just taking them for granted. And they do have a ton of talent that has beaten the USA. They've beaten Mexico. Uh, so they, I think they well they're the, the darlings of CONCACAF I, you know I, the thing so. with Canada is I think that they were they I think they beat underperforming teams mm-hmm. like if, if you put Mexico and the US in the World Cup against Canada I don't think Canada stands a chance against either of them um, I think even Costa Rica plays better in the World Cup than they do in CONCACAF so I, I think, I, and I think all teams play better in the World Cup than they do in their actual qualifying. So that that's my issue with Canada is I they have some talent, sure, but I, I don't heard. know that they're as good as they came out in the group or in the qualifying. Yeah, I thought I heard Alfonso Davies is dealing with some injury concerns, he not is, necessarily yeah. for the whole World Cup, but at least the opener for them. Yeah, we have DSC, so they're gonna win. That's the thing. Does guys Japan coming out of that group? I think the only way they come out of the group is if they have Otani is playing soccer, right? (laughs) Are you you, you making light of? Did you see? Was it? Can you play soccer? Who? Did you see a post by ESPN that That had terrible picture? Yeah, that had like oh uh, my god, I think it was a USA post, but it had a bunch of the American you know, whether it's basketball, football, baseball, or hockey, like they had a bunch of, they replaced the heads of all the U.S. Yeah, and they they ended up deleting it because they got shredded. They got shredded by people in ESPN. They're like, can you imagine how fun this was? Like, what what are you talking about? You're talking about the best team, you know, on paper that we've seen in our lifetimes. And they're just, it's no respect. Yeah. By ESPN. Like, come on. Guys, but Otani is a two-way player in baseball. Could he sure. play soccer? Is I wouldn't be good? shocked if he could. Could he play goal? Could he play goalie? I bet she'd be a good goalie. Oh, his distribution—he's awfully would be tall. Amazing. His distribution would be great. He'd be like, yeah, a ninety-nine yeah. mile per hour fastballs and guys would be great. <laughs> be like dodgeball. He throws it from one end of the field into the other goal. Defender coming up on him, he just nails him in the head. Knocks the guy out, like, oh, there you go. Yep. No, I, I joke, but seriously, like, Japan to me, you guys are right. Japan to me seems like a team that could, you know, make some waves here uh, yeah. because they're so, like, nobody really knows. Yeah. Like, well, um, and you've got, you've got such a question mark with Germany because, you do. I mean, it, obviously they didn't make it last time. Um, and, and so they looked shaky all the way through qualifying so you have absolutely no idea what's going to happen in germany i know i think fifa has them ranked like outrageously high which i disagreed with um like yeah they're at 11th i think and honestly 
that's probably high. They're they're probably closer to the U.S. Um, and it, you know, it's obviously those rankings are BS anyway. But it, that's that's the issue with Germany is you don't know what you're actually getting with them this round. Um, they're yeah, I mean, I think Japan. Somebody saying Japan is going to make it out of that group, it, I wouldn't be like you're insane. No. And that's and that's what's going to happen. I I picked a I picked an upset in Canada, and it's Canada will finish fourth, and there'll be a different upset or two. I just won't have them picked correctly. That's how you know. That's how it always works. The interesting thing about speaking of Germany, the way I picked my groups to finish, uh, it would be Germany and Canada in the round of sixteen. So that would be interesting. Oh really? I picked I picked uh, Spain and Canada, but then again I had Canada finishing second. Here's a question for you guys. Um, I we, I know we picked uh, this happened before the deadline, but uh, did you guys ch- change your Group A results because Sadio Mane is not is now out? No, I uh, did. As it turns I out, I did not. I I still had I I think before and after that was in one group that I set and forget. I I had Netherlands, Senegal. Ecuador and Qatar. That's what I have. Yeah. And I didn't change it. I think that's what I did on day one. I don't think I flipped back. David, what'd you do? Two. Um, I actually, I had them winning and I flipped. Oh, so you have it Netherlands, Senegal, Ecuador. Okay. I have Senegal getting out, guys. I have have Ecuador getting out. Really? Really? Mm -hmm. Who's not getting, who's not getting through? What? You're not having Netherlands getting out? Senegal, no, Senegal's not getting them. Oh, okay. Okay. Yeah. Well, Ecuador started with a win. And I, you see that I saw the stats watching the broadcast. The uh, teams that win their first game, their first group stage match, uh, mm-hmm. get out 84% of the time now. There you go. How many clearly, of those teams played Qatar? I was going to say, clearly, Ecuador and Qatar are not the favorites to advance out of the group, but it was a, well, kind of an eye popping stat. So the, today's game. Three guys. points. They got three points. So. Today's today's game got today's game, guys, was my n- number one and two in that, that group. Let me tell you. Right there. There you go. Guitar and Ecuador. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> I, guitar, I was fourth for feet sakes. Um did you have guys, Ecuador getting out though, Tony? I did have Ecuador getting out. Oh, yes. see. Okay. Yeah. Over well, seven. they got three points, so that's gonna go a long ways. Get yeah. it. You know, um, the, I think uh, FIFA EA Sports had the U.S. going to the quarters. And didn't I hear mm-hmm. something? They, they've predicted the last, like, three World Cup champions accurately, right? Um, yeah, I think I did hear that, yeah. Yeah. I might have been – I might have kind of tilted my pick because at one point I certainly had the USA I, – I, like I said, as a homer, I always had USA advancing to the round of 16, but in many of my iterations I had USA losing in round of 16. But maybe seeing that post kind of like, oh, yeah, yeah, they can do it. I'm going to have them. EA Sports, EA Sports is pretty good at ratings, uh, rating guys. Is that David or not? No? Hey, guys, uh, I do, ha- I do have uh, breaking news, though. Uh, 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 Reynoso has been sold to Leeds for $29 million in, <laughs> in my in my FIFA game. Mm. Oh, seriously, but I mean, that's breaking. Hey, news. I wouldn't turn it down. No, Wait, yeah, well, I, I couldn't. <laughs> Holy shit, I couldn't turn it down. Leeds came, I was like, We'll offer you $29 million. I'm like, For, for Reynoso? Holy shit, I'm taking that deal like 100%. I didn't bump him up to. I even oh. bumped up to like 29.5 after that, and I got a great deal rating from the uh, AI there. 
Yeah. But uh, yeah, I sold Reynolds a lot. Before I, before we wrap up the uh, World Cup talk for tonight, I got one. I got a real fun one for you. So I'm looking at uh, um, odds on NBC Sports based uh, from points bet uh, as of tonight. The what do you who do you think is the favorite to win any particular group? So the odds of winning a group, whether it's you know Germany or whoever we're talking about, but who's the biggest favorite to win their group? Who do you think that'd be? Go around Brazil. the world. Brazil's got to be it. I I would say, gosh. So I have to pick one. I, Let's I, see. Yeah, yeah. Pick any one team from Argentina. Eight group. Argentina. I would that's, say Argentina too. Either Argentina or France. And that's that's what I would have thought. So everybody's incorrect that have guessed. I I'm not going to guess because I'm looking at it. But Argentina is, I believe, tied for the second favorite to get out with Netherlands. Okay. Actually, believe it or not. No, I'm sorry. Japan, is it? The second favorite is France to win their group. The second favorite is Argentina and England. Brazil, where's Brazil here? Brazil is minus 250. I'm sorry. So it's Brazil and France are the second favorites. And so what, the, Spain? The, no, the favorite is England to win the group. Bullshit. At minus 304. Wow. wow. Minus 304, and then Brazil and France are minus 250. So England is a significant favorite to win the group. USA and USA is is actually behind Wales. So well, that's because they have Iran in the group. Now, this that's is a point. You, know, you could probably you could probably go to you know Bet MGM or somewhere else and you'd see different. Wait, that's NBC. Yeah, that's just it's, because mm-hmm. they're they run the PL. Yeah, they're on the mm-hmm. They have to cater. They have to mm-hmm. cater to mm-hmm. England. They do. That's a, a good money point. That actually there. could be that, it. Yeah. <laughs> That's I, I think no I think that's insane I don't yeah like don't we talked think... about earlier I, and I agree is like I I see a path where England wins the group absolutely easily yeah but I also sure. see a scenario where Wales wins or USA wins the group so yeah that is that's an odd one yeah I just don't feel like England is that yeah that much yeah, I'd, better I, I'd oh. be betting I I never mind the minus three or four I I'd take Brazil or France at minus two fifty I think for sure yeah Probably betting on who's gonna get yeah. out of the group. Guys, yeah, I have to look I up the World Cup schedule here because I have a correspondent in Mexico during the World Cup. This is breaking news, guys. Breaking news. Uh, coworker Chris, uh, who is the new, my new, technically he's my boss, but not really. He's kind of my boss, but not really. He was taking over from my old boss. He's going to Mexico. He's in, there right now. He's in uh, Cancun. So he's going to give us give me an update about how things are going in terms of uh, you know fans and whatever for tomorrow's game, uh, the U.S. versus Wales, and then the Mexico game, which is Today, Tuesday, Tuesday, Tuesday versus yeah. Poland. Yeah. Oh, it's Mexico now. Poland is on oh, Tuesday. Right That's a big bat. one. Ooh, that yeah. is the big That's, one. That'll decide the second place. So he's an all inclusive uh, right outside of Cancun. Uh, so give me an update about what's happening there. Uh, if he wakes up in time, I'm supposed to text him to wake him up. Um, he's there with his whole family. Well, oh wait, never uh, mind. That's right. I'm looking at Eastern time. No, it is. It is 11 though. It's Cancun is Eastern time. Are they really? Yes, they are. Cancun yes, is Eastern. Oh wow. Yes, they are. Oh. Yes, they are. They go off of our Eastern time. So um, he's there with like 30 family members, which is weird. Uh, but he said that he'll he'll try to break away and watch the game. 
And he asked me a, a good question. He said, if I can find the Mexico game on Tuesday, uh, who will be watching it with me? Will it be a bunch of the workers there? I said, well, probably a bunch of the workers there will be watching it with you. That's that's, that's true. That's that's a yeah, that's a good point. Yeah. But I said, hey, give give me a, give me a little update about what's happening with it, uh, how things are going. And uh, I yeah. said, do you want to be maybe be on the podcast next weekend? He said, well, maybe. So we'll see if he wants to come on the podcast to talk about the Mexico experience, watching the World Cup there, uh, which would be great. Be interesting, um, yeah, because over the years, I've, I've, like in 2018, I was in Aruba for the round of 16 and quarterfinals, and that, that was a crazy experience. And then I've been in, I was in, I was in the Netherlands for 2000. I watched the, the USA lose to Ghana in the Netherlands in 2010 in the round of 16. But so it's, it's, it is cool seeing the different, that's what got me internet, in, into international soccer in the first place was watching soccer in, in different countries. So. Wait, is, is he going to be in Mexico for the Argentina match uh, on Saturday? That, no, he will. He's coming back. Oh, okay. uh, if, if I was there back Wednesday or Thursday, yeah. So I mean, that would be reason enough to delay a flight. Jeez. You said he was oh, in he's Plato. Where, where is he? Uh, Cancun. Well, he's not. Cancun. He's 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 technically says it's Playa del Carmen, but it's right. His place is right outside of Cancun Airport. Oh, it's not really Playa. No, it's not. Uh, it's Cancun. So, yeah, but Cancun. what I would tell, what I would tell, well, I, I'm sure he won't, but if I was there, I would get off the beach and go to Find a, bar? you know, a local sports bar. Well, 100%. Now, now, Dave, this but, guy, well, I would do that. I'm just saying now, <laughs> Dave, Chris is a great guy. He's a big hockey guy, though. His kids in hockey. Mm. His kids actually in hockey with my neighbor. Soccer on my neighbor. So he's not a big like soccer fan. So I mean, World Cup probably is going to watch it. So I don't think going out the beaten path to watch a game at a bar in Cancun is for him. Really, unlike myself, sure. if I was sure. there, I'll be there after World Cup is done, so I won't be experienced that. Well, because but... it's just the, the the just the way you kind of describe. It. If you, if you're sitting at your beach bar, yeah, you're going to be with a mm-hmm. bunch of. I mean, don't make no mistake. I mean, you, you'll see a. Uh, plenty of mexican tourists that go to cancun that's that's for sure but it, you'll be outnumbered by american and european tourists by far so side note to this guys uh my wife's best friend jessica uh who lives in england with her husband and he is i believe from serbia they are back oh, wow. here for thanksgiving for the next three weeks i'm like what the fuck it's world cup time in england why the fuck wouldn't yeah. you want to be there Dude, you know, no kidding. Not a cancel Thanksgiving. World Cup in England is crazy. You've got uh, bars from different countries all across the city of London. Like I, I went to an English pub. I went to an Australian bar. I went to a, a Sweden bar. I think one time that was that. I mean, it was, it's so much fun during no, World well, Cup over they, there. They do go back. I think they go back. Uh, not this coming week, but next week they go back. So. She'll get some experience from the whole England thing when they make it out of the group stage and go there. So maybe we'll I get meant, her on the podcast too. I was in Netherlands for the 2010 World Cup. I was in uh, Aruba for the 2018 World Cup. I was in Wisconsin for the uh, 2014 World Cup. So that Holy was fantastic as well. Like the breadbasket of soccer in the United States, <laughs> yeah. Wisconsin. Holy fuck. Hey, hey, yeah. hey, Marsh is from Wisconsin. <laughs> 
That's where Finley. Oh, Finley's not from Wisconsin, though. He's from. Minnesota. Yes, he is. No, he's from Wisconsin. No. I mean, uh, think about it. the The American god of soccer is from Wisconsin. Okay. All right. All right. Fair enough. You're forgetting about uh, our our dude, our goalkeeper, though. What's his nuts? Uh, what's the kid's name from the? No, the, oh, so- the goalkeeper. No, the 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 Minnesota kid. Emmons. Emmons. Fred Emmons. He's from Saint. He's Paul, gonna be. The, right? He's gonna be. He's gonna be the next god of of USA soccer right there. Mm-hmm. I suppose it's possible. Well, be our Tim. It'd be our Tim Howard. There you go. Mm-hmm. Right. We good, we we make good goalkeepers. We do. We do. Yeah, we do. Uh, good World Cup talk, guys. I loved it. Just before we go, one yeah. very short funny story it's not really funny but it's weird uh it's about uh apple founder steve jobs his uh i can't believe i'm saying this i'm saying this right now his sandals from the 1970s were auctioned off recently and somebody paid $218,000 $218,000 for Steve Jobs' worn out brown suede Birkenstocks that he uh, used back in the 70s and early 80s. Worn no out. Comment. No comment. I am less shocked that he wore Birkenstocks yeah. than I am about the fact that somebody paid that much money for them. Yeah, I, I if I had to guess what type of shoes Steve Jobs wore, I would bet Birkenstocks. That's yeah. that is the most cliche thing I've heard in a, at least a week. The, the cork in the footbed retains the imprint of Steve Jobs' feet, which have been shaped after years of use. Uh my my biggest question is who keeps that shit? I mean, they're used Birkenstock. Would you just throw them away? Steve I mean, Jobs, didn't he die like ten years ago too? He did, or, but yeah. What I'm saying is, who keeps used Birkenstocks like this? You guys keep used tennis shoes for more than like five years. Uh, I do actually. I I wear them out till they literally blow out. Like I blow out. Okay, but but okay, Dave. When you blow out your your shoes, right? You throw them in the trash. You put them in a plastic Mm -hmm. bag and say, "In case I get famous, here's some used (laughs) Nikes that I have." We're in a different situation. I'm sure the the uh, of my foot. Yeah, I'm sure the um, lost for words here, but yeah, whoever was managing his um, needs. Kind of probably thought about that. This is like but just this is a little this, bit. This, but this is from the seventies, though. This is before Apple became big. I yeah, mean, we're sandals... talking like. Well, if those sandals were the reason that he did what he did, then you know he got something there. No, right, it's yeah. like it's like keeping like shoes from like Mike Trout when he was in like high school. You know, I mean. Same deal. Who keeps those shoes? Parents. I don't, I don't, That's a good question. Yeah. Oh, okay, my parents did. You pulled them out of the same yeah. place. Amelia Earhart currently is. How how do we yeah. know that they are his Birkenstocks? 
well, maybe they have like a scent tester who like I know his scent, so we sniffed them and photographing evidence. Or maybe it was like they asked Wazniak. That's they asked the Waz. Yeah, I was like, oh, those are his Birkenstocks. Yeah, he wore them every day. Yeah, I remember kissing his feet all the time. So I can certify. I can certify that. Yeah, gave me billions of dollars. That's true. Uh, no, it's just the weird. It's weird. And who? My final question, guys, before we get out of here, who pays for? Who wants to pay two hundred eighteen thousand dollars for that shit? I wouldn't even pay two hundred eighteen dollars for any pair of shoes. I wouldn't pay for that. I mean, yeah. What? You're a big person? Yeah, I don't understand any people that do that yeah. stuff. Yeah. It's weird. It's just weird. So, guys, before we get out of here, we'll be on next week. We'll talk about the games from this week. Of course, uh, U.S. versus Wales, uh, Mexico versus Poland, another big game. And U.S. versus big U.S. versus Poland. Well, it's Friday. Which will uh, hopefully three of us will be watching together somewhere around here. Uh, not at Brits, not at Brits. No. Brits is going to be a clown show. Um, hopefully at Omni or some other place. Uh, but uh, we'll get that going. Um, yeah. Anything else you guys want to talk about before we get out here? I uh, get to skip some of the game tomorrow. Get to it. Because my uh, boss scheduled my one-on-one for the exact same time. Unbelievable! Oh, that's so. You need to get one of those generic letters that they, you know, they they'll send out. Yeah, ex- please excuse so and so from right. This I, I'm actually contemplating trying to change it. She get it because she knows that I was a season ticket holder for the loons, and I'm a big soccer person. So, but well, if you- I was still like, seriously, come on. If you have to do it, you better put your phone on silent there because there's going to be some typing going on during that yeah. game. Um, yeah. So anybody else? Anything? We all good? Yeah, yeah. good. Yeah. Right. So for myself, Tony, for Dave, David, and Connor, we'll talk to you guys next week. Go USA. Go, Go USA. USA.